Hello, you are listening to Onward with William McCarthy, live from New York City. I'm sitting here in my flat, and I'm thinking quite a bit about home and what home means. I just took a walk near the uh, Red Hook waterfront, and this place and I go way back. Our old band Paley used to practice out there back in the days. Um, before really anybody knew of the neighborhood, at least in uh, hipster terms. Now there's cafes that have sprouted up, there's people walking dogs, there's a grocery store, and if you look around, it's really impressive, um, both in a, a journey into gentrification, which I don't love, but also, you know, just growth. And what I love about the cobblestone streets of the place is that somehow it feels like home. I've just come back from Berlin and I'm here. And in the past seven years, I've been bouncing around from city to city. And I've been thinking quite a bit about what home means to me. I guess we can't all be so lucky to live in the place that we grew up or near it. And it makes me think about immigrants and what people feel like when they're displaced and home becomes a memory. I always think it's interesting in gang-infested, lower-income areas of America where people represent, they protect their home, they protect their turf, and they're proud of it. And I think that's an interesting insight to the human experience, how we are proud of it, and no matter where it is. And then there's people that just have a vehement disdain for where they're from. And then there's some people who just yearn for home, I see Chinese fishermen, people with a fishing pole, throwing their line into the East River, grabbing fish, and they're from far away in, in Asia. And I think about what is their home? Is New York a home to them? Um, when they reflect on a place maybe they had to leave for economic reasons, what do they uh, consider home? Is home a thought? Is home the ether? Is home where your dreams and your imaginations drift off to and what you yearn for? And will we ever get to that home, to that place? Home is seeing that the same barber works in the barber shop that you've been going to since you were a kid or a place that gives you comfort. Maybe home is about a sense of comfort and protection and safety. Maybe home is a place that only lives in thought, but when visited, can, can often be a, a jolt. Oh, thank you, computer, for telling me it's one o'clock. Still don't know how to set the fucking thing. It's definitely not one o'clock. Back to my thoughts. So here I come to New York City. I came here 16 years ago, a young musician carrying a beat-up guitar, 600 bucks, drove across the country with a few phone numbers in my pocket and my car. And when I got here, I realized I was in a whole world of hurt. I slept in my car a couple nights and couldn't really afford the tolls. And I realized they don't have thrift stores like they do back in California. So I would be buying everything off the rack from now on. 
I realized that you couldn't go into a taqueria and steal salsa and take it home and put it on top of rice and make some kind of poor man's rice salad. I realized that I wasn't going to be able to get away with my shenanigans. I couldn't jive talk, sweet talk, get my way into jobs, that I would be an outsider, that I'd be coming to this city just like many have come before me, immigrating to these shores, to this consciousness, to this new home. So there I was walking through the streets. We managed to secure a rehearsal place out in Red Hook, Brooklyn. And as I walk through the streets, somehow it feels like home. I've actually been in New York so long, I guess I would be considered kind of old school at this point, even though I feel I have fresh energy and new stories to tell. And my passport's so fucking stamped up, it's ridiculous. Looks like a goddamn library book. Anyways, so home. It's funny what the country's gone through. I feel like we're moving past it. At least it's not at the tip of everybody's tongue anymore. Um, these shenanigans that we've seen on the news are not being thrown about. Or maybe I've just started to turn the other cheek. I don't want to hear about people being banned. I just got back from a long walk looking at the Statue of Liberty. And while I don't completely stand up and beat my chest and say I'm Joe Patriot living down the street with a flag hanging off of my house or ramming it down people's throat, what I think freedom is. I do think that it's beautiful about this country that it has been a safe haven. As has many cities in the world, many countries in the world. Um, but it opened its arms to me. I remember a drummer of our last band, Tom Zovich, Tomislav, is from Croatia. He was adopted and raised in America. And when he looked at the Statue, of Liberty's, the Statue of Liberty, he got tears in his eyes. I love that about Tom. I love that, that that lives inside him. And when I look at the Statue of Liberty, although it's my mother's grandparents that came from Ireland, I can feel it too. And this patriotism, I guess, or this pride or sense of love um, or gratitude lives inside of me. I don't feel the need to um, to wear it in any sort of badge or patch on my jacket. I just feel it on the inside. Um, my mother's grandmother came to New York to be a nanny from Ireland. And I think a lot of people came here for work. And it's very interesting. Sometimes when you go to a third world country... You know, you can sort of, like I was in the Middle East or Africa, and you sort of see the day-to-day -day merchants in the marketplace, and you think, wow, this isn't really far off from biblical times. You know, you might have cars and mopeds zooming by, motorbikes and cell phones and radios blaring out of taxi cabs, but basically it's a marketplace and people go, and there's a little micro-economy built around the center of town and everyone gets on with their business. <clears throat> I think the same was for New York City. But I still see the same realities in the streets of this place that perhaps my great-grandmother ran into. Um, you know, Poor people generally live in Sunset Park and they commute in and work for the rich, although we don't consider ourselves rich. 
the bourgeoisie. It's a place where there's enough riches and fat of the land that people could work as a busboy, not even speaking the language, and take home some food in a styrofoam container back to their house to feed them and their roommate or their brother or their family and help everyone get down the road with just a simple busboy job. I walk through the streets and I look at the architecture, how it's faded. I think of the wind, the wind that's blowing through my jacket into my bones, through my skin. And I think of that wind, did it blow on my great-grandmother's face? I look at craftsmanship, the way these houses are built and these brownstones and the faded facades of these buildings with this wind all over it for for hundreds of years. And I think about my great-grandmother walking around. I think of old men wearing tweed. I think of wool. I think of leather boots made well. I think of fedoras and felt and things that we don't think of so much anymore. Um, I won't belittle the modern times and say it's all styrofoam and throwaway. It's just an interesting flip. Yesterday I went to see a band play in Brooklyn and inside the bar they had a big TV screen and they were playing an old school breakdancing movie called Breakin. And then I think there was another one called Breakin 2 The Electric Boogaloo. And I saw all these guys, Puerto Ricans, Haitians, Dominicans, African Americans, white guys doing this funky electro modern, modern for its time dance. And I started thinking, you know, antiquity's great, but there's also so much to admire about modernity and a different language, different idioms, different ways to speak, different ways to express ourselves. As I sat and watched these crazy guys with basically leg warmers on and kooky old school pumas spinning on their heads, I thought, you know, modern times are cool too. Sometimes we glorify the past. Sometimes we can't accept the times that we're in. I rock a fedora. I, I like to rock a waistcoat. I like to rock a tweed jacket. That's a nod for me. <clears throat> That's a nod for me to a, a different time. Um, but it doesn't mean I don't think it's funky as hell what's going out in the streets, you know. I think as I walk through the streets, I think about a bygone era. And even though it's difficult for me sometimes... I force myself to admire modern times too, although I think it's a little bit hipper to think about the Titanic or the boats coming over to America. And maybe it's just where I'm standing. Maybe it's just looking at the Statue of Liberty, but that's what's going through my mind tonight. Well, the record is getting pretty much wrapped up. And if you've ever followed an artist who's saying his record's finished, you know that this shit goes on for a while. I've got my album cover, and I don't quite have the the sequence of songs laid out, but I think I know the opening track, I think I know the closing track, and I know that I'm going to surprise the hell out of you guys with this one. This is going to be an interesting album in that I just was on stage with my band absolutely destroying stages four months ago. I then moved to Berlin. I went into uh, kind of a an internal place 
And I learned a lot about myself. One of the things I learned about myself is that I'm an introvert and then an extrovert. Introvert, extrovert. I don't think there's any any middle ground for me. Uh, but that's what this album is about, is running headlong as fast as I could into, holy shit, what am I going to do? Oh my God. And returning to some sense of home. But again, it's that home that doesn't exist in a physical place. It's a home that I'm trying to find in myself. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. You've been listening to Onward with William McCarthy, live from New York City. This is an unedited ramble. And just pretend we're sitting here with a pint. I miss you guys. I can't wait to see you. Come and sing with me. Good night.